tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed, and a world-governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Good morning, Swarm, and welcome to Tinfoil Hat. You know I am. You know I'm here to do. I am here to rock. Yes, joining me, uh, my partner in crime, Xavier Guerrero. It's been a while since I did a good one. Yeah, it's been a while. A lot of people talking about we don't smoke the same, burning up the charts. Literally, that's what they call <laughs> joints now, charts. Um, I made that up. Anyways, uh, how is the show going? It's fucking good. Okay. We're going to Rockfin soon, so just wait. You, you guys all better show up there. So everybody that's so welcome. Yeah, yeah, so you're going to be uh, able to get uh, Xavier Guerrero's show. And on the ones and twos are my good friend and yours, Jay Nice, Johnny Woodard. How's it going, brother? Oh, that energy is oh. so great, dude. This is, is this a running thing you're doing where you try to see how much energy you cannot? Just but trying I'll, to give me that free energy, Johnny. Just trying to smooth things out. For the oh, people I didn't. Oh, smooth jazz, Johnny. <laughs> I love smooth jazz, Johnny. I mean, you can go harder. Yeah, that's true, dude. I, crystal meth and guy. heroin <laughs> over there. I'm the straight guy in more ways than one. Yeah. Okay, oh. there we go. Johnny, don't judge me, okay? Stop putting me in a box, Johnny. <laughs> Let me live my life, man, okay? Yeah, you already put a hole in that box a long time oh, ago. Okay, so uh, it's a glory hole, but <laughs> yeah, be quiet. Yeah, 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 Listen, yeah. Johnny, uh, what's going on? Broken Sim is on Rockfin yes. as well now, yep. plus our new show, The Goats, there. Yep. And we just did, we just released Broken Sim. It's out there on YouTube, uh, still on the Tim Foil Hat channel. If you want to check that out, go yeah. Yep. And uh, Patreon.com slash Broken Simulation. You can get the bonus uh, edition there too. All kinds super of super excited. Uh, listen, guys. A lot of people still ask me, "What? Why'd you do? Where's Tim Foil Hat? Why is it on YouTube? Yeah, all the time, people. Uh, Man, why are you? Why are you? Why are you such a sellout, dude? I'm dude, like, they I, got they got to you, huh? You haven't done a show huh? in three months, man. How much money did they pay you not to post to YouTube? Zero. I'm on my own website. It is called samtriplee.com. You can get all the episodes on there. You can get two of my uh, premium content shows, both uh, Tim Fall Hat, and you can get zero on there, okay? You can get all my dates. Like, I have a day coming up, April 9th and 10th. I am in Austin at the Romo Room, okay? Myself, uh, Augustino Zoida will be there. And then two weeks after that, I believe, let me see what date that April is. April 22nd and 23rd. April 22nd, 23rd, 24th. I am at the House of Comedy in Arizona. And then the following week, I am in Indiana. That will be up on my website very soon as well. Get all the tickets, get all my tickets at for my shows at samtriplee.com. Calm. Guys, if you're always looking for more action, looking for more podcasts, all my podcasts, whether it's my 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 special um my my investment show called Cash Daddies, that's available on at samtriplee.com. Broken simulations available on 
samtriplee.com, Punch Drunks available, and Union of the Unwanted. Go check out all those shows because uh, if there's not enough Sammy for you, those are great shows. I'm cranking out tons of content all week. A great way to support the show is check out um, Rockfin as well. R-O-K-F-I-N dot com. Uh, you can check out my spiritual show, Zero, my greatest of all time sports show. That's there. If you want to support us by buying T-shirts, that's a great way to go there as well. TimFullHatTShirts.com or all my shows T-shirts on SamTripley.com. Just go to merchandise, bang, hit it. Uh, is it merchandise or store? Just store. Store, go to store. Shop, 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 shop. shop. All my shirts of all. The Union of the Unwanted, uh, uh, Sam Tripley, uh, Tim Full Hat t-shirts, Conspiracy Social Club, where I do with Brian Callen, handing that dude L's every day, (laughs) all the time. And that's available on Rockfin as well now. So go check that out. Or you can go to patreon.com slash Brian Callen to listen to a lizard person. I didn't know you had a cash daddy hoodie. Cash Daddy hoodies are there. Dude, yeah, that's dude. A good. That's a nice one. Dude, we got a ni- some nice shirts coming out on that as well. So go check that out. Great way to support the show. And, you know, the show's just growing. I love the show. I, I mean, every show we do seems to kick more and more ass. I know everyone's la- liked the last couple. This episode is easily one of the best we've done. I think it's great. It's with Foster Gamble, and it's basically about free energy, man, and the fight to get it to the people. Johnny, do I miss anything? No, sir. Uh, Xavier, did I miss anything? We're rocking. Let's go. All right, Swarm, I love you so much. Without you, I we'd be just talking to ourselves. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the episode with Foster Graham. All right, let's get into it. Super excited to have this gentleman on. He has uh, produced two amazing movies, Thrive 1 and Thrive 2. Please welcome Foster Gamble. How are you, Foster? I'm doing great, Sam. Thanks for having me on. It's an honor and a privilege, Foster. For those who might not be familiar with you and your movement and what you're trying to do, could you please uh, talk, tell our guests, our listeners, excuse me, uh, a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, Well, I've spent most of my life trying to use the media to wake people up to what's really going on in the world. uh, And then out of having a sufficiently accurate diagnosis to create the solutions to the literally lethal problems that we're facing. And I've used mostly uh, documentary filmmaking, public presentation, uh, and blogs and internet uh, communications to try to accomplish that. So, uh, Thrive. Thrive is about what you've discovered about how magical our world really is and how whether it is random chaos or uh, intelligent design, there seems to be some kind of structure to the universe. And there is uh, consistent patterns to the universe, which to me it says that there is intelligent design, not necessarily in the way of like uh, um, organized religion, because I- I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but in, in that this something there is organized to what the universe is. It isn't just random chaos. Yeah, it seems as far as I can tell from a lifetime of research is that the universe is extremely well organized and the entire universe is intelligent. So it's not some... You know, white guy sitting on a cloud with a beard orchestrating everything. The universe itself 
is an expression of intelligence everywhere. All the to the most little minute things in the world. Even when you hear about that one virus that jumps into a mouse that makes the mouse run into the cat, you're like, that just randomly happens. I just, it's it's just crazy to me. Where does your journey begin, uh, Foster? Where does your journey? Where does this whole thing start with you? I know you. Uh, you know we saw Thrive too. You talked a little bit about your early days and how you. You know you openly talk about how you were set to be part of this. Uh, I guess rule elite class and how at some point something changed with you. Can you get into that a little bit before we get into all the amazing stuff that your your docs talk about? Sure. Um, I was born into let's say a very comfortable situation. My uh, parents. Uh, and their ancestors were uh, part of the founding of the Procter & Gamble company. So I was born into some inheritance from my grandparents that once I recognized that I had it, that it, was, it wasn't a huge amount, but it was enough that if I guarded it well, if I invested it well and contributed well and spent it well, um, that I realized that I could actually do what I wanted with my life. And I don't know of any greater privilege besides good health than being able to actually choose what you do every day. So I was sent to all the, you know, the most elite schools and, you know, highly trained in this and that. And I, and I was a natural leader. So I think that it was kind of assumed that I would go on to play a role, not necessarily in the company, um, but at, at least in the kind of East Coast Ivy League leadership of the corporate intelligence, you know, um, system that was, that's pretty much running the show. And I always found that stuff hugely claustrophobic. I mean, I couldn't stand, I didn't understand it well enough to know what was really going on, but it was just like somebody was choking me whenever I would be pressured into this or that. And, you know, I, I was a, a, uh, a standout in uh, in schools and academically and in terms of student leadership and sports and that kind of stuff. So I was recruited for, you know, all sorts of secret societies and corporations and so forth. And fortunately, looking back on it, I always said no. <laughs> and I didn't really know why, except that I wasn't there wasn't what I was interested in. And as far as I could tell, if you really had to keep all this stuff secret, then there must be something nefarious going on. Interesting. You know, I know that throughout history, people have needed to keep esoteric secrets to themselves so that they weren't destroyed or co-opted by the powers that be. But that's a small percentage compared to what the secret societies seem to do. It's mostly perversions of sex, money, and power. And I'm just relieved that I never said yes and got caught into one of those things because that's allowed me to stay entirely independent and do, you know, 40 years of research into what's really going on and what we can do about it. So that's kind of culturally my background. And then the, the, I think the other thing that's important is that the, I had, a, I had fabulous parents and great siblings. And so I, I, the only major trauma in my childhood was when in sixth grade, we had a, a, a nuclear attack drill. Uh, yes, it was, ex yes, it was yes. explained to us that, okay, you know, you know kind of like what happened in 
uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Well, if that were to happen here, because the you know the big bad bear of Russia is threatening us and so forth, so we're going to have a drill. So they set off a siren. Teacher gets up in front of the class. We're all kind of what's what's this? And he says, "Okay, jump under your desk. Put your arms over your head." So there I am quaking under my desk and realizing, okay. If this is the best that adults have to protect me from an atomic bomb, I better get, I better start doing some of my own thinking. So I did. I literally, I just subconsciously dedicated the rest of my life to figuring out how can human beings successfully rate, relate to energy, whether it's electricity, weaponry, uh, or interpersonal communication. So that's what I did, and I went on a fast track in physics and math and so forth and until I got disillusioned with where that went off track. But anyway, I've stayed on that my entire life, and that's what led to the discoveries that are depicted in Thrive One as possibilities, you know, the unified field theory and free energy and cures for cancer and that type of thing. We, we, we demonstrated possibilities in Thrive One, but then what happened was after the movie came out, we were contacted by over a thousand inventors uh, from all over the world. And my wife and I went different directions and spent uh, pretty much five to six years vetting technologies worldwide. And what we found was so exciting that we'd finally bit the bullet and go, okay, you know, despite the time and the stress and the money that it takes, we've got to we got to make a Thrive too, so that we can let people know that all the solutions that we're looking for are already existing on planet Earth right now. That's the good news. The bad news is they are being vigorously suppressed and yeah. blocked and hoarded yeah. by the same powers that be that you guys you know, depict in many of your shows. So a uh, lot to unpack there, a lot to unpack. A uh, couple things real quick. What was the reaction from those in your family to you kind of wanting to go in opposite direction? Were they, uh, were they okay with that? Because we do see that in places where, you know, uh, people, whether it's a family business or whatever, they want to go off on their own. And, and maybe when uh, you, you, you say your parents were wonderful and uh, you know, my point is like, were they okay with that? Well, my mother definitely was. She was just always supportive of whatever I did. And my father respected me. He knew I wasn't kidding around with what I was doing. And I basically was researching everything, all the, you know, the, the uh, sciences and consciousness and, uh, you know, on and on, literally every sector. And he, he sat me down at one point and he said, he said, Foster, I'm concerned that maybe you're dabbling. You know, when are you going to get serious? And, I, and I, I said, Dad, I can guarantee you that I'm not dabbling. It's just that my specialty is putting together the pieces of the puzzle. So I need to figure out how this this is all working so I can figure out what's the best thing that I can do about it. So they were they were actually supportive. Once uh, During the making of Thrive One, which took eight years, um, basically we just told people, you know, we're just working on a documentary about solutions to the problems we're facing. So they're all, okay, cool, and they would they would leave us alone because, you know, we were going into the same stuff you guys do, all into the secret societies and the Illuminati and suppression of all this stuff and so forth. So once it came out, that created bigger waves throughout my clan. Uh, yeah. um, and I would say probably uh, maybe 20% of them were very supportive when it came out. You know, another 50 percent 
were um, didn't really care one way or the other. They didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it. And the last 30% were pissed off. They were scared to death. I would walk into a room and a bunch of them would get up and leave. Oh you know, my goodness, dude. That is crazy. That is crazy. I And that, that remains to this day. You know, it went one by one, people are waking up, but there's still a lot of resistance to, you know, Foster must have lost it. He must have drank the Kool-Aid. He, there was so much potential in him and look what happened. Hey, Swarm, today's program is brought to you by our good friends at Athletic Greens, the most comprehensive daily nutritional beverage I've ever tried, and that is true. I have it every single day, every day. It starts my day, gets me jazzed, man, gets me jazzed. Listen, life is life is a little crazy right now, and with all these stressors, life is difficult to maintain effective nutritional habits and give our bodies the nutrients it needs to thrive, okay? Busy schedule, poor sleep, lack of exercise, stress, or simply not eating enough good, right foods is causing chaos, man. This is where Athletic Greens can help, okay? This daily all-in-one superfood powder is the New York Nutritional Essentials, okay? It is by far the easiest, most delicious nutritional habit that you can add to your health routine today and empower you to take ownership of your health, okay? One tasty scoop of Athletic Greens contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients, including a multivitamin, multi-mineral, probiotics, green superfood blend, and more. All this working together to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet, okay? Increase your energy and focus, aids with digestion, and supports healthy immune systems, all without having to take multiple products, okay? I take it every day. Right before, I'm doing boxing now, I'm running, I'm trying to get the fat dragging the slim down, and it's helping, man. I love it, I love it, I love it, and it's great, okay? Right now, Athletic Dream is doubling down on supporting your immune system during the spring bang fling, okay? They what? are all... <laughs> what? <laughs> what was that? Okay, don't worry about it. Just know Athletic Greens knows what I'm talking about. They are offering my audience a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you use and visit my link today. Okay, you're basically never have to buy vitamin D again. Okay, so what are you gonna? So if you're whether you're looking for peak performance or better health, covering your bases with Athletic Greens makes investing in your energy, immunity, and gut health. Each day, simple, tasty, and effective. So do this. Simply vi- visit athleticgreens.com slash tinfoil and join health experts, athletes, health conscious, go-getters, and podcasters who love spring fling around the world to make your daily commitment to your health every day. Okay, again, that's simply visit athleticgreens.com slash tinfoil and get your free supply of vitamin D and five free travel packets. Foster, you talk about you went into uh, science and math and stuff like that, and that the, that area. We on the show talk a lot about in this, and I I would love to get your opinion on this. The laws of physics I've always felt were created to box us into a certain reality, and that this the, the scientific method, uh, the, the 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 laws of physics were to put us in this kind of a box and and to say this is your world, this is your universe, this is how it operates. Anything that falls outside of this, it doesn't exist. It's not real. And to me, 
the stuff, and it's kind of what you're talking about in your doc, it, it, the stuff outside that that box is the magic that makes the universe so special and we where we live so special. Any of your thoughts on that? Because it's so hard to talk to people who are in academia going, I think the laws of physics may be doing a little bit more damage than maybe good. What are your thoughts on that? Well, it's a really important topic. I'm glad you guys are, are going into it because uh, that's one of the reasons why I quit physics. I, I, I didn't know exactly what was going on, but I felt like I wasn't being told the whole truth. And when I would ask things, they would say things like, well, the universe is 15 billion light years across. And I would say to my physics instructor, I said, okay, well, that's great. That's big. So what's it floating in? And he would get mad at me. He would say, no, we don't go there. That's beyond the scope of science. You know, we can't measure it, so we can't talk about it. So that, that happened to me uh, a lot. But the, the, the breakthroughs that I have had in finding successful inventors, over 90% of them never had high-level formal education. And that's the other aspect is that they've remained tuned into their intuition. So they've actually been in relationship with what, you know, call it cosmic consciousness, call it the Akashic Records, whatever you want to refer to the conscious field as, the best inventors are constantly downloading from that field. And then they've translated it into the words of traditional science, but it's still, even conceptually, it, it goes beyond the notion of traditional science. And, you know, I've now seen, I believe, seven working free energy devices, and none of them follow the traditional laws of physics, and they all mimic in some form or other this toroidal energy pattern, this donut-shaped vortex that we refer to in both movies. And one more piece I would add to that is that Maxwell's equations that are, are taught to engineers in, in um in advanced science, uh, they were actually literally curtailed um, by a guy named Heaviside, I, I think under the direction of J.P. Morgan, who was Tesla's you know, major financier. But when Tesla was erecting the Wardenclyffe Tower, which was going to beam free energy everywhere on the planet, uh, J.P. Morgan pulled the fa- funding and shut him down. Um, because Morgan was getting a lot of his money from his copper mines, and that was going to obsolete all these copper wires that they were using for to, to transmit electricity because it was going to be done wirelessly. So on the academic level, on the scientific level, on the uh, political and economic level, the true knowledge has been suppressed for over 100 years, but now it is coming out, and that's what Thrive 1 and 2 are about. Well, I couldn't agree more. This is like, you know, such a blessing to have you on. This is really what this show's always about, like the spiritual skepticism of the official narrative, looking a little deeper into why would people do this? Uh, you know, I have people in my life that can't believe, you know, anyone could be this organized. And I go, well, you know, the truth is it's not an overnight thing. It's not like put together and controlled in a science. It's like small increments over time, you know, yes. taking out this uh, administrator, putting in your own administrator and nobody sees it and no hurry. 
If it doesn't happen in my life, it might happen in my kid's life. It doesn't happen in his life. It happens in his grandson's life or granddaughter's life. And it's small increments to not let us know how important we are. And, you know, this show is almost five years old. December will be five years. That's a little ways away. But, you know, Congratulations. One of the, That's huge. That, I mean, for a podcast, it is. And thank you very much. And, uh, and one of the biggest shows we did, we, we had a guy uh, come on and he talked about uh, the earth having a grid of, uh, and where all these pyramids were on these power grids and that there's a chance that these pyramids involved free energy. And, and when you start talking about free energy and you start getting into Tesla, you start wondering like, are these powers that be going to allow this to happen? Can, can humanity as a whole ascend above, uh, from a 3D above a 4D to a 5D because a 4D is kind of stopping us from ascending. And that's kind of a quick take on that. But your thoughts on that, because you are talking to so many amazing people, and I kind of want to get into that. But the thoughts are, can we as a humanity, the question is, can we as a humanity overcome this small, powerful group of people that want to suppress free energy and what free energy does for humanity? Yeah, well, let me take that in two parts. First of all, uh, for anyone who has been to the Giza Plateau in Egypt, there is no question that there have been more advanced civilizations than our own on this planet. Not for quite a while, but there are 200-ton blocks, (laughs) and there is nothing in our technology today even close to be able to, to lift that thing, much less, you know, transport it 100 miles, carve it to, you know, within a centimeter's accuracy and put it in place, sometimes underground. <laughs> so, and that's one of, you know, 100 different uh, pieces of evidence that there were more advanced cultures. And my study of ancient cultures is that they had a lot of advanced technologies, but that they most likely got out of hand and ended up destroying them themselves, similar to what we're on the verge of right now. And that's our big challenge. I think there's no more exciting time in history, I think, to be alive. The entire planet has never been uh, threatened at one time before. Now we got nuclear weapons, biological weapons, chemtrails, the whole thing. And now, you know, the potential for uh, a, a true world war or the quiet war that is taking over our bodies through AI and the, the vaccines and all that kind of stuff. So there's never been a more dangerous moment for all of humanity. But at the same time, we've never been interlinked by the Internet before. We've never been as aware as we are of what's really going on. So that's the big question, the one you asked. Can we actually win Particularly, can we win this war as an info war so we don't have to fight it as a physical war? And the result, they, nobody can know the answer to that. Uh, a lot of people who explore it a lot get very pessimistic, and I've certainly had times like that. Yeah, I'm with but you. I, I understand that. <laughs> but at the moment, I'm actually extremely optimistic. Because, and only because I'm so well informed of both the bad news and the good news that's going on. And we say in, in Thrive One, you know, we outnumber the perpetrators of the global domination agenda by over a million to one. Yes. So, so if people wake up, you know, there's no way that they can control that many people. And secondly, the 
the mainstream media has people believing that these people, that these perpetrators have boundless control, uh, but they don't. They're the mainstream media. I mean, you know, guys like you and Joe Rogan and Alex Jones and so forth, you guys have followings bigger than CNN. CNN is down to about 1.5 million viewers for an entire day. And they're considered the mainstream. The mainstream is no longer the mainstream. Truth media is the mainstream, but we, we still the, the the perpetrators, the the global cult, uh, as Catherine Austin Fitz calls it. Uh, they still have control of the major institutions of government, and corporations, and and military. So it's a matter of waking enough people up to obsolete these folks, create the viable alternatives, just like we're doing in media and organic uh, agriculture and and cryptocurrency, create natural win-win solutions, but then also be ready to protect them because they will be attacked in attempts to suppress them everywhere. I couldn't agree more. I know there's doom and gloom and there's a lot of people out there. We've had guests on recently that have some doom and gloom, but I believe that so much of what is going on is just a psyop to make you think you are hopeless. And the truth of the matter is, is like they've pushed this, uh, you know, this, this passport and the re and it's been rejected completely. And I like, yes, I get that there's people rushing to get the vaccine. I understand that. But I also think there's a lot of people that are pushing back on it very hard. I don't want to get too much into that because I want to stay on your positive message and get away from all that stuff. Uh, you know, free energy. Let's talk about that. What is free energy? I don't think people understand what the actual concept of what free energy actually is when you talk free energy what are you talking about sir okay great yeah the free energy is like free air it free really means that it's everywhere if you know how if you've got a nose you can access air if you have the right device you can access power you can access electricity Anywhere, not only anywhere in on planet Earth, but anywhere in the cosmos. You know, if we're being visited by extraterrestrials and the evidence is absolutely overwhelming, well, then how the heck did they get there? Did, did they get here? They're not burning Exxon along the way. You know, they're not taking 30,000 years to come here from the nearest star or something like that. So they've got alternative propulsion. They've got alternative gravitational systems, which alter time and space. So the key to all of that is that the that physicists have taken to calling the unified field the vacuum. Well, guess what? <laughs> it's not a vacuum. That's the fundamental lie of physics right now. It's a plenum. It's full of essentially infinite energy at every point in space. Are you talking about electric universe, basically? Is that what we're getting into here? That the universe electric is- universe is one of the organizations that's doing a good job of describing that it has an electrical uh, component to it that is everywhere. I love this. This is great. I'm into this, man. Because, you know, to be honest with you, I- I'm a dimensions guy, but maybe dimensions could easily be 
electricity and different levels of electricity. I you got it, that, Sam. That's it right there. The the best physicists that I know have no interest in the concept of dimensions, as if somehow long is different than high, and that's different than deep. You know it, that doesn't make any sense. That's a construct on the blackboard of your seventh grade math class. <laughs> what what is real is that it's all energy and it's all frequencies. And we, we as human beings have, you know, eyes and ears and nose and touch. And, and, and that's all designed for us to interact with the physical frequencies in our particular domain of, of consciousness and of existence. But that's a tiny little, it's a hair on, this, on a vast spectrum of electromagnetic vibration. So when, a, when an extraterrestrial ship appears and then it blinks out, and all of a sudden is on the opposite horizon. It didn't go that fast, you know, in, in traditional terms. It literally shifted to a different frequency, and then all of a sudden it was over there. Because in those different frequencies, you know, it's like a dog whistle. You know, we can't hear a dog whistle, but a dog can. And so there are essentially infinite frequencies that you can think on, that you can travel on, that you can access for power. So as I said, the first thing to know about free energy is that the space is full of it everywhere. And for anybody who doubts that, think of the hydrogen bomb. You know, you split one hydrogen atom and look what happens. There's a lot of, a lot of energy in a single hydrogen atom. So the key is that the current access to energy is through fission, fusion, combustion, all that type. It's all treating the universe violently in order to get its energy out. It's trying to steal the energy of the universe by breaking it up. And, you know, it's worked. It, it, it has worked to a great extent to create the Industrial Revolution, that out of which we get to have computers and have this, this conversation. But it's really dangerous to... Uh, get violent with Mother Nature. And so we see the pollution, we see the nuclear weapons, we see the potential of, of nuclear waste and all that stuff. Uh, so the once you realize that we're accessing it violently, in order to avoid that risk and all the wars that go with it, the next key is that we need to figure out harmonious access to the infinite energy of the universe. And uh, Tesla himself said, he said, it's a mere question of time when men will succeed in attaching their machinery to the very wheel work of nature. So Tesla's probably the greatest inventor of all time. What the heck did he mean by the wheel work of nature? Well, I believe that he was on to that the Taurus is a wheel and that, you know, we... I don't know if you've seen that section of Thrive 2 yet, but we do what we call the scaling journey, where we take the viewer on a journey from the, the sub-plonk level, the smallest that we can measure, all the way out through atoms and molecules and cells to human beings, planets, stars, uh, solar systems, and, and then ultimately to galactic clusters and the universe itself. And guess what? It's the same shape at every single scale. It's a wheel. It's this vortex of energy. So I think this is what he meant. And when I refer to all my free energy inventors, uh, they all have a different way of accessing it. 
through music, through uh, radio waves, through uh, electrons moving through coils, through uh, natural earth elements being cooked to off-gas hydrogen. There's, there's lots of different techniques, but the one thing that's in common to all of them is they all mimic the toroidal rotation. And then it's a matter of you got to get the right geometry, the right materials, the right frequency, the right temperature, the right alkalinity of, of some. Once you get all that right, once you honor nature and dance with it, all of a sudden it gives you everything you're asking for as long as you don't violate it. Uh, basically, what we're talking about here is living in harmony with nature and not. That, that's the key to the whole thing. And we say in Thrive, too, that, you know, we, we were blessed to a longtime colleague of mine for over 20 years is Nassim Haramine. I don't know if you've had him on his show yet no. on your show, but the guy is phenomenal. I think he's the leading cosmologist on the planet right now and, you know, dropped out of school in, in seventh grade. But he uh, he allowed us to reveal in Thrive, too, the unified field theory that he has just completed. He's got an abstract on the internet. The paper is probably coming out within the next few weeks, but he allowed us to basically show the fundamental elements of it in Thrive 2. So that's what Einstein was trying to accomplish his entire life and didn't get it. And Einstein said, if anybody ever gets this, it's because they'll understand geometry. He said, I'm a mathematician, not a geometer. Well, Nassim and I and a team that we've worked with for a long time are spatial geometers. And so the key to understanding the unified field and therefore being able to access it for energy, for healing, for consciousness expansion, the key is geometry and resonance. So it all comes down to music, which is really wonderful. <laughs> no, Oh, okay. That's so interesting. First of all, when you get into this design that you're talking about, can you... Can you elaborate on that for those who may not have seen your movie so that they understand what you're talking about, this kind of, I guess it's like you're saying a wheel in a weird way? Yeah, I've got, I've got one right here. This is an old Chinese box, but they, they were onto it as well. It's basically a donut. You know, it's a, it's a ring with a hole in the middle. And the key to that, there's a lot of people who have been trying to work on free energy for you know, over a hundred years. And most of the devices are either cubes or they're spheres. And as they start to generate energy, they either freeze or they fry because they're not balancing the temperature and the pressure inside and outside. So they, they either implode or explode. It's, it can be very dangerous. Um, but the key to this torus is that it's open in the middle and therefore it can access the entire universe and at the same time be a distinct entity within the field of energy. And that's the key because the, the second law of thermodynamics uh, basically says that you can't get more energy out of a system than you put into it. And that's accurate, but it's misinterpreted by uh, by physicists, because if you build a box and try to get more energy out of the box than you than you put in, yeah, you're not you're not going to succeed. But if you build a torus, which is open to accessing the unified field itself, then it's like a it's like a super solar panel. You know, solar panel is accessing infinite energy as long as the sun is shining. 
because it's accessing the field. And that's what these devices do. They, in the same way, solar energy is coming from the sun, you know, and arriving at the earth and we capture the photons and turn them into energy and so forth. There is energy moving everywhere in the universe from infinitely small to infinitely large and from infinitely large to infinitely small. So there are these two giant waves going on at every point in space and they create these little vortices the in wave and the out wave has to spiral around each other and it creates this vortex in the form of a torus. And that's what an electron is. That's what a proton is. That's what an atom is. And when the, when the atoms get together to form the elements, they're just combining these little donuts into different shapes. They're literally cooked by, by stars and supernova and so forth. It takes a lot of pressure to cook the, the heavier elements, but that's all the universe is doing is it's shaping different matter by putting toruses together in ways that function in ways that 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 we can then access that was some of the deepest stuff ever said on the show (laughs) i'm like digesting it uh it's kind of like it's you know it's it's just such a complex thing about such a simple thing right it's complex but simple how do we get the masses to understand all this stuff. And then then I want to get into Tesla and his story and all that stuff. But how do we get what you're saying right now to the masses who, who just want to do all this crazy stuff that they, that that seem to be brainwashed, that seem to be conformist. And, you know, and I I love them because some of them are my family. I, and I love my family and I like, I'm not necessarily, I'm not here to just, to have people that I agree with in my life. I like a wide spectrum of, you know, this side, that side, here and there, up and down. And that's why I like that. That's why I think it makes the world interesting. But stuff like this, like how do we get people to be able to to at least give a chance to to hear you out? Well, that the number one thing uh, I think you've come to the same conclusion is education. You've got to you've got to research until you get your facts and evidence together. Then you need to be able to present it in a coherent manner, and then you need to get it out to as many people as possible. And still, it's going to be up to each viewer whether or not they have the capacity to follow what you're saying, whether or not they have the will to to, to follow what you're saying. And it's hard enough on the scientific level, but once you get into the suppression of this stuff, then it's even harder for viewers because they're afraid that if it's true, you know, or, or if they buy into the suppression of free energy and the suppression of cancer cures, then they're going to be written off as a conspiracy theorist. And then they might lose their friends on Facebook, or they might not be welcome at their Thanksgiving dinner with the, you know, with the uncles and aunts or something like that. And that's the period that we're in. It's, it's been throughout history that leading edge thinkers, you know, from Socrates to Copernicus and Lincoln and King and, and Kennedy, the, you know, the leading edge thinkers have been suppressed all along. And we have the opportunity now with the mainstream media that you're using, that we're using with our films. And I have my own show, the, the Freedom Portal at ThriveOn.com. We're, we're using this incredible technology to try to inform people, enough people. It doesn't take everyone. It doesn't, you know, the, the Civil War, I mean, yeah, the Revolutionary War was won by about 5 to 6% of the adult male population. That's all that one took. Ken Wilber says it only takes 10% uh, of the population to shift a paradigm. So I think we're actually, I think we're actually there. We're right on the cusp 
And that's why the perpetrators of this global, what we call the global domination agenda are so desperate right now that they're exposing themselves. They're trying to leap over the goal line because they're, they're getting exposed. The truth is coming out they're, you know, they're, their banks are hundreds of billions of dollars in debt. The, they're losing their mainstream media. They, uh, they're about to be exposed for who they really are. And they're not only going to lose power, they're going to go to jail or worse. But for the, the, the billions of lives that they've destroyed and the, the pedophilia and the bribery and oh, the, yes. the destruction that they've done, that's all they've done all of that in order to try to keep their power. And they just can't anymore. We've got the truth. We've got love and we've got the life force on our side. So it really, it comes down to the question of, okay, we know what's going on sufficiently. We know what's possible sufficiently. And if any of you don't are not hopeful about that, go watch Thrive 2 at thriveon.com. And a little over two hours later, you'll actually understand we have solutions to all this stuff. So then the question is, how do we obsolete the vested interests who are keeping us from thriving. And let me just elaborate a little bit on who that is, if that's a, a mystery to any of your listeners. It's the corporate powers, you know, the energy companies, the pharmaceuticals and so forth. It's the military. It's the secret space program. It's the intelligence agencies and it's the secret societies. Those are kind of the main network of people who have a vested interest in the rest of us not thriving. But even in those organizations, uh, most of the people working for the corporations don't understand what the what the the CEO and the uh, chairman of the board are really up to. And the military, the white hats are waking up. Uh, same thing in the intelligence agencies, and they're acting very proactively right now to uh, to reclaim the freedom that America was built on. Um, and even the secret societies are starting to get exposed now. So. Um, so how do we do that? Number one, get the word out and have the courage to talk to your friends, even if they're going to look at you strange. You'll find out who your real friends are. And then we try to be very practical in the Thrive Movement. So the next step is that we need to support and protect the innovators in every field. So people who have business expertise, if you have money to invest or, or donate, if you've got security skills, this is what I've been doing for the last 10 years is, uh, is bringing together those forces around the different inventors to try to get the toothpaste out of the tube so that it, it can't be stopped any yes. longer. And good news is it's happening. So, so that's uh, number one. And the next one is that we need to decentralize and collaborate for the liberation of these breakthroughs. And what we're doing toward that is we've got on the Thrive uh, website what we call a solutions hub. And we're about to launch next month. We're in a beta test right now. We're about to launch a, a whole new user-friendly version in 40 languages and all that. But even our old version at the thrivemovement.com website uh, has over 1,100 groups in 90-plus countries um, that are taking on lots of issues, but then collaborating with each other and sharing best resources, you know, lawsuits, petitions, fundraising strategies, whatever it is, so that not everyone, every group has to recreate the wheel. So I think the single most effective thing that we can do is collaborate globally as a decentralized 
freedom-based solutions team that is taking this on, but there's no head of the octopus. There's no head of the snake that can be taken out. We're doing this on an open source platform, and it's not going to do any good to take us out with our free energy inventors. We've got the intellectual property stowed in independent security uh, formed in multiple countries around the world. I love it. So we have to be strategic, and we are. It's happening. Foster, uh, Johnny here. You're all over my question, uh, and I just want to kind of go a little bit deeper. Uh, is it because in the past these technologies were developed in isolation that perhaps there was – because I recall a time when people working in free energy were afraid. You know, they, right. were, they, they feared for their lives in some cases. I mean, you, you, you know, you've heard stories of that. And I'm, I'm curious now, are, are they still afraid to some degree, or has this networking, this kind of growing uh, group of people who are working together, has that uh, emboldened them to, to pursue their research more publicly? Well, um, it's a very interesting question because it's still super dangerous out there. One of the best inventions on the planet was just destroyed along with the inventor about three months ago in South Korea. Uh, The guy was not sufficiently protected, and he, uh, he publicized the sale of these devices. The Ministry of Energy from South Korea visited, you know, with a camera crew and did his little photo op and so forth, and you know, a few days later, the guy's lab explodes and he's gone. Uh, so he, he, he hadn't taken the precautions. So precautions are really needed. We have a security team who has protected us for 20 years. Uh, we've had no problems at all. Doesn't mean we won't in the future, but, we, but we've been very careful. We're under the guidance of experts. And when we go into dicey situations, they're there you know, with invisible backup and anybody who messes with us or our inventors will have to deal with these people the rest of their lives. So it, it, that's we're, we're looking to turn the tables on people who want to intimidate, you know, good people into inaction. And, and it's happening. But it's uh, we depict in Thrive, too, even though the guy who's coming out with some technology now in, uh, in Zimbabwe, <clears throat> before I met him, he was – uh, he went public with it, and uh, he was thrown in jail in Zimbabwe. They tortured him, uh, trying to get the knowledge out of him. And he said, listen, he was a very spiritual guy. He said, this is God's gift through me to God's, to all of God's children. So he said, I'll share the technology with you, but I won't give it to you to hoard for your military, which is what they had acknowledged that they were trying to do. They ultimately let him out of prison. Then they poisoned him and his partner. His partner died. He's still suffering from it, you know, uh, a couple of years later. Um, but that the technology is now decentralized, and he's he's building factories in four different countries. He's starting to ship internationally, and it's going to be like the electric car. You know, the electric car came out, and then they, they the powers that be rounded them all up and crushed them. If yeah, you've seen that yeah, movie, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Paul, so real quick before you go any deeper, yeah. because I want to hear more about this story because I've yeah. heard about this story, but you know, I I. I I, I haven't gotten to the specifics. Where do we start on this Zimbabwe story? Can you go a little bit more into that from the beginning? Because I think it's such an important story. Yeah. Well, I was um, actually in Costa Rica uh, working out in a gym when all of a sudden my phone just lit up. This was a couple of years ago. Uh, and I'm getting message, four, four or five messages from different people saying, have you seen the YouTube video on the guy from Zimbabwe? 
So I get off the treadmill and I'm watching this video and, I, and I've seen a lot, 95% of what I've seen isn't real. Um, but this looked very compelling to me. Obviously you can fake anything on video, but there was just a lot of evidence to look compelling. So I spent two months trying to track this guy down uh, and finally found him, created a Zoom call just like this and where we told each other our stories. Um, he had watched Thrive and he thought, God, maybe you're someone that I could trust. And I said, well, I can guarantee that I am, uh, but you'll have to find out, you know, over time. So he said, come to Zimbabwe. I'll show you everything. So I did. I was on a plane a week later with a film crew, the security crew, uh, and an engineer, uh, an experienced engineer to vet this technology and see if it was real. So this is the story that we tell, and we, we filmed it all uh, in Thrive 2, where there's this absolutely wonderful guy who has just been a naturally spiritual being since he was a little child. He spent hours a day in, he calls it prayer. He was raised in a, in a Christian community, and he just goes into prayer, talks to God for hours a day. Well, as a teenager, around 14, he st- God starts answering. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what he starts getting is downloads about uh, electronics concepts. And his dad had showed him a little bit about auto mechanics, but he knew knew nothing about electronics. So he starts getting these concepts. This happens time after time. And then finally he has the feeling, oh, I think I understand electronics now. So he builds a... um, and then, well, there was one more step. He, uh, he, once, once the concept stopped, he started downloading uh, diagrams, literally schematics of circuit boards, which he would draw and then give to a friend who knew how to make a circuit board. And then he'd put them together and they'd always work. So the first thing he did with this was create a little uh, radio antenna in his backyard and he started his own radio program. <clears throat> so the government shows up and goes, no, you're not allowed to do that. He's like, okay, well, what can I use my knowledge of radio frequencies for? <clears throat> and he remembered seeing women dying in remote medical clinics in the, in the bush in Zimbabwe for lack of refrigeration of their medicines. So he, he thinks, okay, that's something I can do. And it took him about two years putting this stuff together, and he finally got it. And when, when, you, you, when, when people go to see the movie, you'll see me standing, him, standing with him next to this device. This nickname is Big Blue. It's plugged into nothing, no moving parts, no pollution, and it puts out constantly a half a megawatt. That's 500 kilowatts of electricity, and that's enough to run in Africa about 300 homes simultaneously. Wow. (laughs) I I want to play game changer. Foster, I want to play devil's advocate. Uh, People say 5G is dangerous and it could do harm to you. What about free electricity? There's nothing, no harm, nothing you've heard. That someone might say, hey, I I could feel this. Well, anything can be weaponized. You know, a a flashlight can be weaponized. You can hit somebody over the head with it. You you know, you put uh, petrol in in a bomber and you go bomb someone. You say, oh, we shouldn't have petrol. No. Uh, And it's the same thing with free energy. Free energy itself is not going to harm anyone. Is it going to make the fighter jets and the bombers fly further without refueling? Yeah, absolutely. Is it? Uh, does it decrease the danger that we're currently facing with wars over oil and uh, nuclear weapons and nuclear waste? Absolutely. I have no question that it's, it's worth pursuing. Uh, it, I don't think it's been withheld by 
the cosmos, like a lot of new agers like to say, maybe humanity is not ready. No, you know, wake up and smell the, the, the global domination agenda. They've been keeping it from us while promoting nuclear energy so that they can get the nuclear waste and get the nuclear bombs to control everybody. So, no, I, I think free energy itself, there are, there are ways of accessing it which could be dangerous in the process. Just like, you know, anybody who's, you know, been at a concert where uh, a rock musician stands in front of the speaker with his guitar and all of a sudden you get this feedback. You can hear the energy building and it'll blow out the fuses in, in the amps. But there's a danger of that. One of the technologies that I work with in Southeast Asia, we filmed it entirely, but it's, it's not ready for security wise. It's not ready for prime time yet. Um, but they've got, they had so much energy. They've got a different strategy. They've got coils uh, put in a particular geometry. And then again, it's, they started with a battery, but then take the battery off. It runs itself. And these coils create these toroidal vortices that generate in the core 20,000 volts. Now that's a, a ton of electricity in, in one place. So they had their problem was they had to figure out how to dump the extra electricity so they could make the rest usable. And they figured it out. It's an absolutely brilliant solution. They've been running their, their, uh, their lab on it for, for several years. Years, and that one also will be coming out. But free energy in and of itself, I consider to be a really an answer to our energy problem rather than the next level of problem. Uh, real quick, you know, in physics, Johnny, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, is, is one of the, the, the rules uh, energy cannot be created or destroyed. Is that rule right there created so people try to stay away from free energy, do you think? Do you think? No, I, I, I think that that rule is very accurate. But the the part that they missed was the physicists were telling people that that space was empty all this time. No, space is full uh, of energy, so uh, you can't create or destroy energy because everything is energy. It's already infinite everywhere. So it's just a matter of changing the form. That was the power of E equals MC squared, is that you can transfer between matter and energy uh, very powerfully. But in terms of accessing that energy, the key is you create an open system rather than a closed system. Man, this is... I love it. How close are you to taking any of these technologies that you've discovered, these, 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 these uh, inventions that these wonderful scientists and inventors have made and taken it to a mass scale. Are we, are we a long way from, way from that? Do you see it on the horizon in our lifetime in the next couple of years? What is your timetable on this? Oh, yeah, it'll be in the next few years. Because as I say, the one in Zimbabwe is already coming out. These other ones, uh, the one of them was offered $1.5 billion for the intellectual property. Um, but it was by a large communist country that was going to use it for its military. So they turned that one down. Uh, another guy, a, a guy who... Uh, is has found a way to access free hydrogen and then run the device off of the free hydrogen. Uh, that guy was just, uh, I, I can't say that I'm under non-disclosure on the, the actual details, but let's just say he was offered many, many, many millions of dollars uh, and 50% ownership in a, in a new company to bring that one out to the world. But 
it, it was by the the uh, one of the wealthiest guys on the planet who is partnering right now with Bill Gates to install 5G throughout India. So when the inventor found that out, he, he refused the deal. So we're literally that close. It's just a matter of matching the right money with the right uh, inventors. And we were literally, we had uh, inventors ready to fly. We had engineers and, 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 uh, and investors ready to fly when the COVID thing happened. So as soon as the, the COVID restrictions lift in three different countries where I, where I've got inventors, uh, and then the, those deals will be completed. And these guys already know how to build They've already got, you know, global energy companies. They've got manufacturing and everything. So I think we're looking at the initial breakthrough uh, during this year. And then we're, I think we're looking at, at mass manufacturing over the next five years. Um, we, you mentioned Bill Gates. Is Bill Gates our Lex Luthor? Yeah, like, is he <laughs> the guy that they're portraying him as? Or is he playing a, is he a lifetime actor who's playing a role to steal our louche and get us all scared about what's going on? Or should be, we, should we be very scared of what Bill Gates is, where he's from, who he is and what he wants? Yeah, I, I, I would say he's probably the single most dangerous man on the planet right now because of the, um, the money that he has the corporations and government institutions and universities and labs and so forth that he controls and all of that fed into to the agenda. If he had all of that and his agenda was people thriving, uh, that would be a, a, a real help. <laughs> but no, his, his agenda, I'm, I've studied the guy for 20 years and I'm absolutely convinced that his agenda is depopulate not only depopulation um, but to take the remaining population with the exception of a few elites to turn the rest of us into uh, AI bio robots under the complete control of their uh, of their money systems and their uh, artificial intelligence systems so that they own and control the uh, the operating systems that our bodies will then be dependent on if he has his way. So as you move forward, you meet new people, people approach you about, you know, their inventions, wanting to help your organizations. Do you worry about, you know, agents provocateurs showing up, uh, undercover you know, intelligence people infiltrating your organization. Does that make you nervous? Uh, absolutely. They, um, I mean, I don't feel nervous about it anymore, but they, when we first hired this security team 20 years ago, uh, they sat down with us and said, well, you, you know, with what you guys are up to, there's going to be all sorts of risks, but the most common risk and the, the initial threat for you guys will always be infiltration. Because that the, that's the strategy of the the of Mr. Global is to uh, infiltrate all these organizations just like they did with the mainstream media, with the universities, with the uh, culture, with the Masons, and on and on. So uh, we only work closely with people that we know personally, that come through people that we know personally, and even then we do uh, deep background checks to make sure that people are you know playing on the right team. Should I be worried about Johnny? 
He's a new one. <laughs> oh, no, I, I've checked out John thoroughly. Oh, there we go. <laughs> He's a good guy. Oh, thank hey, you. I, so, okay, you got yeah, a question. Yeah. Hey, so let's say I have an invention, or I invent something really great. Uh, how do I go about it? Because I've heard that if you go get a copyright, the government can go in there and patent it, take it away, make you not use it. How would I handle this situation? I get a phone where I find a charger where I don't need it charges for hours have you seen those commercials where they're like tell us your invention well may and we're gonna help you you're like oh, yeah why don't you just say why don't you take my invention can we have your invention <laughs> that's as smart as cash for gold you remember that yeah, we're like oh, yeah. send us your gold and we'll send you some cash we promise you you're like oh, okay <laughs> that makes any sense uh yeah how do you how do you how do you do, how would you move forward if let's say xavier yeah, the, woke the up very with free last energy? thing that you want to do is apply for a patent if you've got a working free energy device. First of all, they'll decline it because uh, they have a, a, a commandment in the U.S. Patent Office that, that it contradicts the laws of physics and therefore you can't do it. Um, <laughs> but in the, pro- in the process, uh, if it's a good one, and these guys know what the good ones are because they've, they've had them in the secret space program for decades. Um, they, if it's a good one, what they'll do is they will confiscate your uh, application, they'll confiscate your lab materials, and then they will gag order you, which is you can no longer talk about it publicly, and they want a list of anyone that you've talked to about it. And I, you know, I've seen that gag order. I've known inventors who've been exposed to it and so forth. So it's very real. And the, the, the U.S. Patent Office has confiscated over 11,000 new energy patents. You know, the public number is five to 6,000, but I have an insider who investigated that for a long time and, and uh, got in trouble for investigating it. But he's, he's a truth teller, and he said, no, it's over 11,000. What pretense is that done under? Is that national security? How do they yeah. – conf- okay, okay. Yeah, it's a national security directive. So the way to do it, I believe, is uh, you find someone uh, like me, uh, an, an entrepreneur – who has this, an established track record of trustworthiness. You know, my fundamental covenant with all my inventors is I will never knowingly bring an asshole across your threshold. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, I'm honest about that. And uh, so you find someone trustworthy who can help you put together the money, the business and the security. Uh, and only when you have all those together, do you, you know, start talking publicly in any way. Do you, as we come to an end and of this wonderful conversation, I always want to get kind of in to uh, hope and tell me about your your thoughts on spirituality and where your your movement fits into that. And uh, you know, because I believe that we are all way more powerful than they want us to know. That we are all part of the universe. We're all, let's say, gods. And, you know, people get weird on that. Then you hear, oh, Satanism. It's like, no, that's, that's a psyop in my humble opinion. But, like, tell me about your thoughts on your journey of, like, what you've learned about humans, humanity, like, the powers that be. They, do you believe in entities? What, do you, what, do you, what else do you believe in? Because I, I believe that all this false flag stuff is dumb yeah. because we have all the power and they have none of the power. And like you said, it's a million to one in terms of ratio. And they've just, 
they're getting us early, man. And it gets into these, you know, our school systems. My parents were both teachers. I, I really respect teachers because they don't get paid anything and they're, they're thrown into a crazy situation. But more and more, we're starting to see that there's the, maybe it's the exposing of it that we never saw exposed before, but a pushing of a narrative that does not fit how I sit, see the universe. What are your thoughts on all that? And what do you just, you know, your spiritual view of the uh, yeah. of everything. Well, it's a it's a beautiful question. I think one of the most important ones, and it's a lot of why I felt so honored to come on your show because you know you guys. Uh, I think you're genuinely hilarious. Uh, you're ir- irreverent. You know what the fuck is going on, <laughs> but you're also willing to talk about it and keep a sense of humor about it. And I like to talk with people who can go anywhere in the conversation. And when you can go anywhere in the conversation, you better be able to go spiritual. Otherwise, it's going to eat away at your brain and and your and your soul. So in response to that, I, I I believe that that we are all part of the unified field. The entire unified field is being manifested in each one of us every moment. So that's. That's a lot of backup. (laughs) The unified field has our back and is feeding us what we need to know if we're willing to ask sincerely and then confront the answer uh, honestly. And I'm not, uh, you know, a member of any organized religion, but my experience of spirit is super profound. And I have hung out with some of the leaders of the artificial intelligence, the transhumanist movement. And it's both inspiring intellectually and scientifically and absolutely horrifying in terms of the implications because virtually none of them have any sense, either intellectually or experientially, of the metaphysical, of the spirit, of the soul at all. And these are the people who are going to be programming the behavior of these robots that they want us to surrender our consciousness to. But... I have felt all along that, okay, you can make a a computer or you can make a robot very, very powerful in terms of its ability to calculate. And you can make it look intelligent, but you'll never make it conscious. You'll never make it alive because that's two different things. You know, programming uh, chips is very different than actually accessing the field. And so I have felt all along that they were not going to succeed in just, getting people to upload their consciousness to a computer because a computer can't deal with consciousness. And so what, but what I'm seeing now, particularly in the Gates agenda is that I think that they're recognizing that along with, you know, Kurzweil and a bunch of these other people, they're recognizing that spirit is in humanity and it, it's, it resides, it animates your biology, but it's not your biology. So what they're doing now, rather than just trying to get people to surrender their consciousness to the robots, is to get to get us all to put the chips into our bodies so that they can get the life force from our spirit, from having enough biology, but they want to take it over with their digital uh, artificial intelligence. And so I, I think that that has become their goal. So I think the recognition of spirit is there's nothing more important on the planet right now because i i believe that our task as evolving humans 
is to complete, to fulfill this octave of evolution by learning how to communicate well with other people, by learning how to love, by learning how to be honest, by learning how to relate harmoniously to nature and extraterrestrials and whatever else the fuck is out there. That's our job as human beings is to fulfill our potential as human beings and whatever comes after that, that we can't even imagine. And to do that in harmony with the digital technology, AI has tremendous potential as long as we always have choice about to what degree we integrate it into ourselves. So I think spirit's at the core of the whole thing. Uh, And when we can combine that with what we call the non-aggression principle, this, this, approach to a universal morality that transcends the the beliefs of the religions that transcends the beliefs of the state about what's right and wrong and actually goes to a recognition that the only basis that we've been able to find for a universal morality is the non-aggression principle which says that no one gets to initiate force against anyone else except in true self-defense now, most people say, oh, well, sure, I believe in that. But then they turn right around and they support a government. And governments themselves are, by definition, only in existence by violating the non-aggression principle and taking people's money against their will at the point of a gun. So that's our big challenge that we end Thrive 2, the punchline of Thrive 2, is we'll have access to expanding consciousness, to healing and preventing all these major diseases. We'll have access to free energy and so forth when we obsolete these people who have acclaimed authority over us, reclaim our own authority at the same time that we honor the authority of every sovereign being, not only on this planet, but visiting from others or that we end up visiting. So thanks for asking. No, I'm down with it. I think transhumanism is very dangerous. I think they know that what we live in, whatever you want to call this realm, dimension, electric field, uh, that that they want to trap us here because we're not meant to trap here. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's the mode of a model of abundance versus scarcity. They leverage death against the scarcity of life. so that the way we run and all, please save us, please save us. So we can enjoy these couple days that we get in this life because it's pounded in us. We only live once, right? You only live once and that gets pounded into you. And they're like, well, what if you could live forever by living into this robot? Sounds awful. I'm 48 <laughs> and I can't even deal with what's going on in the world today. Can't imagine when I'm 200 years old. Huh? I'm going to enjoy any music, movies, anything at all. It's, it's going to be chaos. So. Uh, It's worse than the music and and movies, Sam. I sat down with one of these guys literally for two days uh, and talked it all through. And he was so excited telling me, and it's going to be so efficient. We can get rid of food. We can get rid of sex. (laughs) And I'm like, no, (laughs) you've gone too far. You want to get rid of eating and sex. That's like what everybody enjoys. Pretty much to keep Sam alive right now. And start enjoying life. I guess if you can't get a lot of that, you want to eliminate because you don't want anyone else to have fun, right? I mean, Uh, it's very interesting. I truly believe these guys are desperately running from their own fear and using all their money and their their tech savvy to try to create a barricade to keep their fear at bay. 
I I I I, just, I totally agree with that. I I, I was going to ask about a Bill Gates story, uh, can, a question, I, but yeah, go on. Uh, you mentioned uh, Kurzweil in positively earlier, right? Am I right about that? I, I'm. Can, do, do, you, do you have concerns about his sort of uh, transhumanist Who? leanings, Ray Kurzweil? No, I I, I think I, I would speak positively of Kurzweil about his intelligence and his inventiveness, but in terms of his agenda, no, he he is right in there hand in hand with Gates okay. on the yeah. on this transhumanist agenda. And what most people don't know about Kurzweil, I mean, he, you know, kind of invented the synthesizer, which is that's a good contribution. You know? Yeah, yeah. But but the his, the big thing with him is, is for people who don't know it is that his his dad died young. Right. And Kurzweil, as brilliant as he was, was not able to save him. And he was so ashamed, felt so guilty that oh. he devoted his life to getting rid of mortality. He's got his dad cryogenically frozen, and he's promised to bring him back by 2029. Uh, <laughs> so, so if you follow the actual human story of any of these these kind of uh, what they're calling now digerati. Um, digerati, I love that. <laughs> if you follow the human story and again and again, you'll come back to just uh, a fear of their own mortality or a fear of not being able to ever be good enough for dad or mom or whatever it is. So it's the humanity that, that needs to just surface for us to actually heal as a species and then live in harmony with this, this technology rather than, than giving ourselves over to it. Sounds like a bizarro Batman story, right? Is that yeah. what Batman was about? Couldn't yeah. save his dad, so he just became a crime fighter, and sometimes <laughs> it goes the opposite way for, for sure. Oh, Foster, thank you so much for coming on. I really uh, appreciate it. For those who uh, can't... who uh want to find out more where where would you like to send them yeah go to, th to thriveon.com and you can see thrive one there you can see our recently released sequel uh thrive two you can uh find out about my show the freedom portal where we dive deeper on we literally take a month on each each major issue uh, and we dive deep in there and then uh also if you're interested in moving into solutions uh, you'll find out about our solutions hub and we'll be there. There it is. Yeah. And we'll be launching our new version uh, in May that can coordinate the activity of solutions groups literally worldwide. It's wonderful. Do you own any white tigers? <laughs> no, but sometimes if I place myself right, one sits on my head. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on, man. This has been a wonderful, wonderful conversation, Foster. I think it's what people need to to know. Is like you know, one of the first episodes we did on uh, Tim Fall Hat was with a guy named Duncan Trussell, and he always talked about how there were uh, people who were working in the light that were pushing it back against the darkness, and uh, you know. I think you're one of those people. And you are ready to go. What is that? What are you listening to? Oh, I, I was doing this amazing closing, and you started playing mariachi music in the middle of it. <laughs> okay, real quick, Johnny, if you could find that straight towards the end, real quick. Foster, thank you so much for this, uh, for coming on. I really do appreciate that. One of the first shows we ever did was with Duncan Trust, and he talked about how there are people working the light. I really do believe you're one of those, and I can't thank you enough. And please come back anytime you want. The door is open. I would just love to have a conversation with you. 
and I have another show called Zero, and uh, anytime you're available for that, I'd love to have you on that as well. But I appreciate your time, and I appreciate your hard work, and you you give us all hope here. So thank you for coming on Tim Fall Hat. You are welcome. Thanks for that. And for anyone out there who is feeling helpless or hopeless, uh, I guarantee you we already have what it takes to thrive. So let's just make it so. All right, brother. I appreciate you. Thanks for coming on. You're the best. And uh, we'll do it again soon. I love you, Swarm. Thank you for all the support. I want to see you in Austin. We'll talk to you soon. We, 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 we go deep, homeboy. Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim Foil hack. Tim Foil hack.